0: everybody, this is Roy. Welcome to another Park Report podcast interview. Just a quick reminder to make sure you subscribe to all our podcast networks. All our episodes are up on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Podbean, and a bunch of other places. And also we have special video episodes up on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe and keep up to date. And you can catch up on all our reviews, news, interviews, and other things up on parkreport.com and of course Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and everywhere else. Former Genesis vocalist Ray Wilson has been on a long solo career, and he's back with his first album in five years called The Weight of Man, which comes out on August 28th. I had a chance to check in with Ray on the new album. Check it out. Well, good to see you. We haven't spoken, actually. Last time I had you on for an interview on here was, believe it or not, five years ago. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, when you did, uh, the two albums in that one year, yeah, uh, in yeah 2016 song for a friend and makes me think of home, yeah. and, and, uh, yeah. think of home. D- love those records. And then I, and then you did a greatest hits and, uh, I guess some, some live albums in there and, and stuff, a lot of touring and you got the new album, wait a man, which, uh, mm-hmm. comes out officially August 28th. But I guess that was a whole crowdfunding album, right? Is that, is that kind of how you did that one this time?
1: I ended up doing it that way. Um, I didn't really feel very comfortable with it, I have to say, you know, it always feels a bit like begging and, <laughs> right. and uh, but on the other hand, I mean, I, I, financially, I didn't need to do it. I could have easily paid for it myself, but I kind of like the idea of actually people buying the album, you know, um, not so much the money that you could raise from it, but just the fact that they bought, bought the album and uh, made a commitment to buying it, you know. And when it comes to marketing and promoting an album, if you've got a few thousand sold already, it's quite a nice position to be in. So, yeah. it, in in hindsight, it was a good thing. People people are happy they got their album before anybody else. It's signed by me, and I'm not I'm not in my office here. There used to be two girls working here full time, and they're both gone now. So um because there's you know i'm not doing so much work anymore um so you know it probably was the right thing to do and and as i say people seem to be quite happy with it enough and many people like to also feel they're helping the band as well and uh it's very heartwarming that side of it i have to say it really is To, to know that your fans are there and that they really care about what you're doing. And they know that that, that we're obviously uh, limited and restricted with performing. And um, yeah, that that side of it was really quite nice, especially given that everyone was, you know, locked down or unable to perform. You know, it was nice, nice feeling.
0: Well, you know, I've always been a a real big fan of your stuff and I, I did buy the album a year ago or whenever it was when you <laughs> when you first did, you did receive it. it I did and you know that oh, was good. that was actually a cool thing because it just I didn't know it was coming it just showed up one day randomly unexpected in the mail and it was like oh this well this is great uh so that was well, nice actually
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't such an easy thing for me to do because you know if I was in the UK of course I can go to the post office and deal with it but I'm, I live here I don't speak Polish and, oh really uh,
0: i didn't realize that
1: no i don't have any polish <laughs> people anymore working and of course when you do the address it has to be in polish oh, you know okay. it can't it can't be in english so you may have seen the address on the envelope was the polish uh, translation of uh, the united I states i America. didn't
0: realize that was why yeah I, I, yeah I it's, it's really because
1: do. if you think about it when you post something from the usa the postal service need to read it in english they don't they can't read it in swedish right you know and the same applies in poland they have yeah. to read it in polish not in english so um i was like i was like oh dear this could be a bit difficult <laughs> and uh, it took a lot of work my guy and and scott uh, who deals with my internet stuff he's based in the uk was able to change the program so it translated into polish and then, of course, uh, in the end, I got my ex-girlfriend's mum to help me post them out, Give her a job for a couple of months. <laughs> she made, made some money for her <laughs> holidays. But it was really quite complicated this time. Um, but it was worth it. You know, people, I'm getting some very nice comments about the album, and that's always nice to hear. You know, well, look, I mean, feeling.
0: there's only so many artists that you can count on releasing records all the time. And when you're when you're people that are fans of yours or artists like, like yours and whether you want to call it the prog rock genre or whatever it is, um, you like to hear new music by these bands that you've or musicians that you've known for a long time. And, and if it, it's, it's so not a big deal to uh, support and contribute when you're a fan like that. It's different in the pop world or, you know, that, or if it's somebody like that, I think, I think, I imagine all your fans were more than happy to contribute knowing there might be a record down the line. I think that was- Yeah, they
1: they know they're dealing direct with me. They're not dealing with Universal Records or, you know, EMI or a whole bunch of other people. It's actually coming directly to me. And if things are wrong, I have to deal with it, you know? So, you know, nobody gets ripped off. If they've got a problem, they get their money back or the thing's sent out again. You know, there's no question about that. And, and you know, that's, it's nice that people have that faith uh as well it's very flattering
0: yeah so i i really i want to thank you uh first um because when we did our uh on the prog report we did that prog from home concert last yeah. year
1: that was nice actually i watched that
0: oh thank you that was great it was and you were I, I i think if i remember correctly the first person to send back their finished video and so well, um it
1: was, it was uh, easy for me i just i just sat in front of a tablet and played guitar it was yeah simple.
0: <laughs> no, but it was so great to, uh, and I love that song, and it was so nice of you to do that and send it. So I really appreciated that. And no problem. once we got that, we said we we we, because you know it was a lot to ask of a, of a lot of musicians to do, you know. And I always don't, you always worry about asking people to do something like that, you know. Um, and uh, but we started to get the videos, and once we got yours and a few others in the beginning, we 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 felt very like confident we might be able to pull it off. And so it was nice. Uh, yeah, you did.
1: It was it was really nice. There was some great performances there.
0: Yeah. And you, really. uh, thanks, you, you did a lot of live streams last year yourself. Yeah. What yeah. was that like for you? I mean, how did you, um, and you did it with a band a, a lot of times, didn't you? Like different musicians came in and.
1: Yeah, well, all my, I mean, all my guys were in different places. You know, some, when I did these live streams, I started off just doing songs. On my own, just doing a song and telling a story, and I did it a bunch of times, just sitting in front of the tablet. You know, no microphone, no reverb, nothing. Just me and sitting in front of the tablet, and um, I kind of enjoyed it. You know, just feeling that there was still some kind of connection going on. And then I thought, okay, well, it will be nice. And I, I knew the guys. You know, none of none of them were earning any cash. And I thought, well, okay, maybe we can do this and get people to to pay to watch it and get all the band playing and there's a lot of work involved in it i have to say it's <laughs> a lot more it's not as easy as it looks and of no. course if, if you're all playing together at the same time you've got the latency issue you know with computers and and so we didn't do it that way we didn't play at the same time right um i actually it was really quite quite interesting as, as, it, as time went on and of course it's not like when you're doing your a normal concert where you have a different audience every night and in that situation, you have to change the set list every time, you know, like, um, because the audience are not necessarily the same, but a lot of the same people. So you get to the point where you're like, Oh, Chris, you know, I'm not Bob Dylan. I haven't got a thousand songs <laughs> that I can choose from, you know, right. um, but anyway, we, you know, we did it and in the end because of the latency thing and all the problems involved with that. And some of the guys didn't have a, a, a set up, a studio set up at home and some did. Um, so I, th- I said, okay, what I'll do is, is I'll play the full one hour concert as if you're there with me, mm. as if you're playing. I'll just imagine that you're playing and I couldn't hear any of them. Because they, they hadn't played, of course. So I did the whole show on my own, imagining drums and, or, or at least percussion and bass and guitar and stuff, imagining it because we'd done so many concerts together, I could do this. right? And then I sent my file of me playing to every member of the band and they played their part to me. Obviously, they couldn't hear the other musicians either. They could only hear me. And then, so effectively, we ended up with this kind of multi-track scenario from everybody who did their thing, and then Scott and in the UK mixed it together, and and obviously put us all on the screen and then broadcast it, so it looked like we were playing together, but of course we weren't playing together. No, I think we
0: it was impossible to do it live yes, on the. But internet. some have tried. I mean, yeah. I saw
1: artists tried that, and it just falls apart most of the time because yeah. of the latency. Yeah. It's, it's impossible.
0: No, they couldn't, couldn't figure it out. So everybody was doing the... the
1: Stone, they, did you see the Rolling Stones doing it? I mean, they did try to do it like Did that. they? I mean, no, just, I didn't see that. Totally fell apart. <laughs> totally.
0: Oops, I didn't hear about them trying that. That's amazing. Um, yeah,
1: they did. There, was a, there was a Stones thing. It was, no disrespect to Stones fans, it was bloody awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, I mean, but now you're back on the road, right? Doing uh, it's called called the yeah. Time and Social Distance Tour, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect name. Um, you know, what was it like doing the first show in front of a live crowd after after so long?
1: It was. It wasn't so great, to be honest with you. Really, I, I didn't. I didn't feel. I've only only recently have I started to enjoy it. Actually, only last weekend, if I was to be perfectly honest with you. And we played in France and a couple of shows in Germany and i was i started to enjoy it you know um but in the beginning, I don't know, you just felt i felt my voice wasn't as strong as it might be, you know because you 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 know you obviously you have match fitness when you're touring all the time you get you get a strength of vocal cords and the the fingers as well get stronger for the acoustic especially the acoustic guitar stuff so it you know in the beginning it was a little bit um. It was a little bit like pulling teeth, you know, for me. Um, but it it started to get better, you know. It just just you know, I suppose we just needed to to get together and play a few shows, and and uh, and now it's really nice again. I'm enjoying it again. The voice is stronger. It can sing for two hours without feeling tired after ninety minutes. Um, and uh, when I the last show we did was in France, and I, I felt I had. Ninety-five percent of my power back again, uh, which which was quite a nice feeling as well. Is it with the
0: full band that you're, you're playing?
1: It's with six of us. So Laurie and Ali are not there. There's two Scottish guys um, because of the British um, restrictions. Uh, there was quarantine restrictions. When they actually went back home, they would have to quarantine. Um, they're both they both have jobs in the UK now, so they couldn't do that. They couldn't afford to take that ten days off. However, we do have um we we do have a show. Actually, we have three concerts. There's only one advertised because the other two are private, but they're in a, a city called Duisburg, which is near Düsseldorf in Germany. Uh and we do this in two weeks. And actually Laurie and Ali are coming for those shows. So that will be the first time that we've played together for quite a long time. And um Yes, yeah, so they're coming across for that. They don't have to quarantine anymore. They've both been fully vaccinated. The German law allows them to come into Germany and when they go back to Scotland, they just need a PCR test on top of their vaccination certificate. And and everything should be okay. But of course, COVID numbers are starting to go up again a little bit here. but. Hopefully it will be fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, here, here it's too good. it's all crazy everywhere.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it's it's the way it's going to be for years to come I think, to be honest.
0: I think you might be right unfortunately. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh well, I want to talk a little bit about the new album. Um another great record. I, I mean I've just really been enjoying it. Uh you know, because you did it with the the crowdfunding thing going on. Um, did you write it really stretched over like a longer period of time or were you, were you, was it COVID related kind of as you started writing more of the lyrics and, and, and songs like that? Yeah,
1: I think, I think most of it was, yeah. I mean, there was a couple of things that were, I seem to remember the song almost famous, that single, the kind of the more kind of pop song single is, is, was written a few years ago by Scott Spence. He wrote, wrote it. And I, rewrote the verses to to cover kind of story about the girl following the band on the road um but it's it's predominantly scott's song and that was written before um but in, in more of a kind of basic demo form just with me playing guitar and uh, scott playing guitar and, um so i think that one was maybe maybe there was something else but i don't think so i think everything else I wrote there's an acoustic song called, um, what the hell is it? It's towards the end of the album. I can't even remember.
0: I'll tell you, what um, we got it right here. It's uh, Symptomatic?
1: No, just after that.
0: Uh, Cold Like Stone.
1: Yeah, Cold Like Stone. I wrote that in Thailand in January last year, kind of sitting on the beach. I, I rented this house on the beach in, in Pahin in Thailand. And I wrote that song on the beach. It's not something that I would normally do, I have to say, but I did. And it's that song, I suppose you could say it's pre-COVID, but having said that, the first case of COVID arrived in Thailand when when I was there in January. So it's probably not really pre-COVID, it's pre-lockdown. But I wrote that song over there scott you know scott's almost famous was kind of done before but everything else was done during the from the the kind of start of the the march lockdown onwards and and we took we took a bit more time over it um because there wasn't really a rush rush to do it and it was nice it was nice to take time over it near near z was was doing the drums for me as you as you know and um near near was uh also doing other projects like he is because he's a session guy in nashville so he's uh you know he's always busy so he was kind of putting one of my songs together every month or maybe two months mm. um so i had this i was I, I tried very hard not to listen to the songs too much you know normally when you're recording you know you listen to, to things over and over and over again you get to the point where you can't hear it anymore or you can hear it but you can't feel it you don't know you don't know if it's good or bad or what it is, right. you know. So I really ma- I made a conscious effort not to do that, to to get a, to keep a distance as much as I could. Um and uh and because Nier was taking a bit of time with with you know producing the, the drums, it allowed me to do that as well. But I had a nice system with this album. We we had I had these kind of ambient playbacks for six of the songs, the really first the first seven songs excluding the song um we knew the we knew the truth ones excluding that one the other ones are all started with these kind of ambient playbacks that were provided to me by peter's peter hoff's friend in stuttgart and they were just just ambience and some a bit of drums a bit of sometimes there was bass and and just some basic ideas but it was it was incredibly difficult to write to hmm. lyrically and melodically. I really struggled with it because I just had this kind of ambient stuff, you know, but anyway, I, I tried to get myself into a, a different zone and I was thinking very much like Peter Gabriel Four, you know, that, the, that great album on one or two of the songs, I was thinking along those lines, just when I was writing melodies and, and, creating ideas it, it was it was very much tuned into what that album was you know and and tried not to think about it too much what i was doing just kind of let it happen it was also um i felt i felt uncomfortable you know in the situation i thought i don't know if this is good or not but i also knew i had no pressure so it didn't really matter right um and i i i, I I remember the David Bowie saying that when you feel comfortable doing something, then you're doing the wrong thing. You know? <laughs> and, and it kept going around in my head. I think I'd seen it on YouTube or something. And I thought, okay, so I do feel uncomfortable. And so I must be doing the right thing. You know, it's, it's if at the very least, it's going to be a bit different to what I do I've done before. So, so six of the first seven songs were with that process. And then they went to, Ali to to do some guitar stuff and he did some really really nice guitar ideas. He really has a feel for that kind of music, Ali. And then then the song kind of went up another level and then of course it went to near and then it went up another level and and it just they just kind of built and by the time I got to the end of it and listened to the song, I thought wow, this is much better than I thought it was <laughs> going to be, you know. It's um, it, it is
0: it's a it's a great listen and uh I I've just been completely uh in love with the the first track in particular. It's such a cool opening song the whole yeah. the whole feel of it, the vibe of it. and man, your voice on that song is so right there, you know uh, yeah. that's a great song and it and it's a great way to just start the whole record. Um, but when you were releasing singles, uh it's been now for a while you've been putting them out over the over many months so. Was it a situation where, as songs were being done, you just were putting them out, or was there was a real
1: there was a real temptation to do that because I, I just as I say you know I, because I'd done crowdfunding anyway, I had people that bought the album and I thought well what difference does it make you know it belongs to them right. not you know not me it's theirs they bought it they paid for it so I kind of felt I felt the need to um, Luca Biondi who's done some of this, these videos for me the guy in Italy. Uh, blue chaos is also his his handle but he he was doing these videos and visualizations and stuff for the songs because i was sending them to him and he he'd send a video for something i was like oh wow that's really cool you know um so it just there was just a temptation to just put the stuff out there and of course i'm not i'm not thinking about having a chart success or having a hit or you know i, I couldn't give a fuck you know about that at all <laughs> um Actually, it's the last thing in the world I would actually want um, to have that kind of pressure on myself again, you know. So there wasn't really a pressure. It was just a kind of fun musical project that a lot of people were getting involved in. And, you know, the people playing um, that, that have contributed to the, the, the song's development. Luca with his visualization stuff and artwork and all the rest of it. It was really just a... Just kind of nice collaboration of artistic-minded people, and uh, I enjoyed that very much, I have to say. And and not having any pressure, you know, like I say, I didn't. It wasn't important whether <laughs> whether it was good or not. To be honest, <laughs> to you. it was just you know this is what it is. I hope it's good, you know. But it's turned out well, so I'm really pleased.
0: Yeah, I mean, how how hard are you on the stuff that you write and create? uh in the past you know listen as a fan I I don't recall not liking an album you've put out I can't think of it but um do you look back on some of your recent albums and not like something there or is there something that you're particularly fond yeah. of or
1: I mean I, I don't I'm not always very happy about the you know a recording maybe things could have been mixed slightly better or something should sound a little bit better but you know the, i i guess every artist has that they look back at their old stuff and they think oh jesus you know but but um i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of nice songs out there from from over the years perhaps i could have recorded them better it would have been nice to have had a you know a producer with a distance to the songs maybe and and they could have maybe got something more out of certain songs you know all that could could be true or okay. it is true but I think in terms of when I put together this um, upon my life thing, this best of thing, I was when I listened back to that, that there was a really nice feeling it was like, okay, that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years of my life, you know, 25. <laughs> right. And I think I suppose that's the same for any artist. I mean, obviously, we don't all have the, you know, like Phil Collins has this kind of long list of hits and and so on. We don't all have that situation, but, you know, It doesn't mean your songs aren't good and don't have depth to them. So it was nice to listen to that. And and really, I felt quite satisfied with what I'd done over the years, even though I know things could have been better, like I've already mentioned in terms of how they produced and recorded. but, But by and large, yeah, pretty good. But I think this new album's probably on a slightly one of probably the highest level of what I've done in terms of production. I think I've really, I actually,
0: uh, yeah, I was going to say that sonically it's, it's really great.
1: Got something fantastic. I didn't fill it up too much. That was a factor. There's not too much shit in there. (laughs) Right. You know, the space. Yeah. And I've always, I've always been tempted in the past, you know, I guess it's just inexperience as a producer perhaps, but there's always this temptation to throw shit in there, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, I have to ask
0: you about doing uh, "Golden Slumbers" on there, and I don't know that I've heard anybody perform it as its own song, kind of repeating the choruses and not <laughs> adding, you know, removing the carry, carry that weight in the end. Is that something you've heard before done? Because I, I don't know that I have. No, I mean,
1: I, I, I actually that song. I didn't record that song for this album. That's what this. That, that's the first thing. I recorded it five or six years ago for uwe metzler who's one of the guys who writes and plays guitar with me he asked me to sing uh, a beatles song for a friend of his who was doing a kind of beatles covers album and he said would you sing golden slumbers and i said sure why not i mean i've never i've never been a." huge beatles fan i mean I, I admire them obviously like everybody does and and recognize the talent but it was never my first band you know mm-hmm. um so i said okay why not i'll try it and i sang it for him and uh of course the arrangement's kind of a bit longer like you say, it's repeating a couple of sections um and i just sent my vocal and said yep there you go thanks, goodbye, you know, I didn't I didn't charge any money for it or anything, I just oh, gave them the book, said, no problem, there you go because, you know, it was my friend and we worked together and um, he got in touch with me last year and he said, look, why don't you use this because the guy that we recorded it for never did his album, he never did this Beatles covers album that he wanted to do and he recorded it and uh, it's just sitting there and I said, okay. So I listened to it and I thought, well, it sounds quite nice. You know, the, the vocal register's quite nice for, for my voice. And um, the arrangement, you know, it it's dragged out a bit longer than perhaps it should be. I know that, but you know, it is what it is. And Uwe had said, uh, you know, we used the song, the Pink Floyd song, High Hopes at the end of Song for a Friend. He said, why don't you put Golden Slumbers at the end of right this album and i thought well uh, does it really fit w- what this album is and i sent this i sent it to again to luca biondi the guy who was helping me with videos and artwork and i said what do you think about this he, he said oh it's brilliant a lot you know he's italian you know it's like, oh fantastical <laughs> you know and uh, he was really happy happy with it and then he said to me this is the thing that 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 clinched it he said Do you know that Golden Slumbers leads into Carry That Weight on the Abbey Road album? And I always remembered this, you know, rumours about the the band singing, Paul, you're going to carry that weight. I remember somebody saying instead of, boy, you're going to carry that weight. Mm. One or two of the backing vocals were going, Paul, you're going to carry that weight. I remember uh, Peter Lawler from Stiltskin telling me this many, many years ago. But anyway... He said, Luca said, Don't you he said, don't you think it's really kind of synchronistically relevant that on Abbey Road this song runs in to carry that weight? And your album's called The Weight of Man. And there's a kind of parallel between Paul McCartney carrying the weight of the Beatles at that time and uh man now carrying the weight of mother earth you know and i thought okay there is a link there there is a kind of logic to that so anyway i like that i like
0: that tying it in
1: but yeah but it was never intentional i I just thought i just liked it but
0: kind of musically and sort of the mood of it 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 does fit the album as a
1: closer it's it's not
0: like you put on she loves you like some happy song you know what i mean
1: (laughs) yeah that would have been weird yeah (laughs) she loves you yeah (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't have worked
0: (laughs) Uh, um uh, listen i again i I think it's great i like everything you do for for me you're one of the best voices that's been around in in the, the last Many decades, man. I'm a big you, uh, big fan of, uh, of all your stuff. I have to tell you a funny story. Um, so uh, my daughter was about three years old when um, Makes Me Th- uh, Think of Home came out. And yeah. I would listen to it in the car. And uh, she got hooked on uh, the last song on that album, The Spirit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where That's it's uh, like like a cowboy,
0: well. like a, and yeah, and yeah. we were, and she would always ask me to put that song on, put put on the cowboy song, put on the cowboy song, and we would listen to that all the time. So uh, she was a, she was a big fan of that of that album.
1: It al- always made me think of uh, ELO that song. It made me think of Wild West Hero. Yeah, not, totally. Not the, obviously, the the song doesn't sound the same, but it always made me think of that that spirit. That, that song has, and when I was young, I loved Wild West, West Hero. I had the sing seven inch vinyl, and that's I just my that's it my all time
0: favorite ELO song.
1: A fabulous! I mean, Jeff Lynn is a genius, but that was a fabulous song. Yeah, so I had a bit of that spirit, the spirit, you know. Um, but yeah, I forgot about that song. It's a nice song. We've never ever played it live, sadly. But
0: that would be a fun still- song to play live. I love that. it. Would yeah yeah. yeah.
1: It's got a nice uh, energy about it. Most of my stuff is melancholy and somber, so that one's got a bit of uh, happiness about but can it. Can you
0: perhaps. do the whistling live? There's a whist- the my, whistling brother, part. my brother's
1: not so bad at it, actually. He's quite good. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that register, I wouldn't have thought. But Stevie could do that. Or maybe we get Paul Carrick, you know, from the the Over My Shoulder, you know, remember they used to <laughs> the, the whistling Over My Shoulder. He could, he, he whistled that live. Actually. I watched Paul did doing it? it. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, saw so him cool. in concert <laughs> doing it. Right? Yeah.
0: So, uh, so before I let you go, I mean, just what's next? Just, just some more touring and, and do, do you, are you always writing? I mean, is it, do you sit and just no, write I, songs when you're off or?
1: No, I, I write sporadically. I, I don't. I'm not one of these people like Prince who sits there and create songs every five minutes, you know, um, I tend to have, I put aside time to do it and then focus on a project. I'm, I'm, I'm very much like that. And in the meantime, because I write with Uber and Peter and Scott and, 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 and sometimes just on my own ideas are always being sent to me, which just end up sitting on the computer and, and they're there. And then one day, I get it. I, it's like I get into the ideas and I try to create some songs around them, and uh, that's the way I've worked for for many years now. It wasn't the way I worked with going way back to change or the next best thing. And those those albums, I actually sat down um, and wrote songs over a long period of time. But in the in the recent times, um, I, because I'm working with people. I'm, I'm using their ideas and my ideas and kind of, you know, mixing it together. I enjoy that much more. It's a, it takes a lot more pressure off me when other people are contributing ideas as well. I quite I like that freedom that it gives me.
0: Nice. So, yeah. uh, the Waiter Man, can people still order the album now uh, from your yeah, website?
1: We, we, we're actually, gosh gosh, mum mom is, is helping send them out. So I couldn't post them. That was the problem. So I closed the shop, you know but we've just opened it again about a week ago um and she's she's basically scott scott does the labels for me in the uk sends me an email we print them out in the office here send the labels to gosh's mum and she puts them in a in a cd box and sends them out so we have a very it's not quite Amazon, but it works.
0: <laughs> it works. <laughs> so check out uh, uh and yeah. also on Facebook and everything. And check out, the, there's a few singles on YouTube. Almost Famous is the most recent one. And a fantastic album as always. Uh, good luck with everything, man. Good luck on your uh, shows and uh, hopefully more music in a few years or something. You know, whatever you got coming.
1: Yeah, I hope so. You know, who knows who knows what's next, you know? Yeah. God knows. All, all <laughs> I can say is that. Yeah, uh, well,
0: and uh, and stay safe, I guess, would be the important. Yeah,
1: you too. Very nice to speak to you.
0: All right, man. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah. Thanks to Ray for the interview. You can find out about his new album, The Weight of Man, on raywilson.net. We're going to close with a little bit of the opening track, You Could Have Been Someone. For upcoming news, reviews, interviews, and more, visit pragerport.com, follow us on Facebook, at the Pragerport on Twitter, at Pragerport on Instagram. Download our podcast on all our podcast networks and follow us on YouTube. Thanks.
1: Thank you.